me psychoanalyze you. You're stupid. If you used a rifle to shoot a pigeon, it'd probably explode. I need to have negative thoughts to keep me safe from the saber-toothed tiger that's gonna pop out and eat me as soon as I step out of my cave. Humans were pretty fucked up, but there's beauty in that imperfection. Hello, hello, what is up, Plotsters? Welcome back, it's another beautiful day in Barcelona. Yeah, I'm a little sad because I'm leaving here in three days. I gotta be out of the Schengen area. And um, we have decided that we're going to Bulgaria, if I haven't mentioned that previously, and that's going to be interesting. I don't I don't know that much about it, but but we'll see. But I have some really fucking exciting news. So, we've been waiting on this green card for a long ass time. And they keep asking us for more and more paperwork, but finally they accepted our documents and they said we're going to get an interview. Now, we don't know how long it's going to take to get an interview, but we're at least at that fucking step. We're waiting to hear back from the lawyer how long exactly it's going to take before we get this interview. And and let's just hope it's not too long because I am ready to be in Boulder together again. It's only been four fucking years. But yeah, that was like the most exciting news. We got the news on like Thursday, I think. We had come home from the gym. I checked my email. I see an email from the National Visa Center. I get super excited. I'm shaking. I go on to their portal and I log in and I see documents accepted. And I come screaming into the bathroom with Alex like, we did it. We got it. We got it. We got it. And and then he starts fucking crying and I call my dad and he starts crying and and then I tell my friends and they start crying. Like really the only one who didn't cry was me, but I certainly felt pretty emotional. It was an overwhelming, exciting, thrilling fucking day. Yeah, it was great. And I'm riding on that high. I am riding on that fucking high. So take that, motherfuckers. Take that. We are going to take the U.S. by storm pretty fucking soon. I would just like to be there for the holidays. I mean, I know I don't really like the holidays that much, but I think it'll be fun to celebrate like Halloween with Alex and Thanksgiving because he doesn't, you know, they don't have those fucking holidays in Italy. And he has lived through them in the U.S., but not with me. There's a lot of milestones that we have not lived through together in the U.S. because we really only lived in the U.S. for like six months together or whatever, eight months. I don't know. Not long enough to make it through the holidays together. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be exciting and real interesting and wish us luck. Hopefully it happens sooner than later. I don't really want to spend the next three months in Bulgaria, like one month, six weeks tops is what I'm thinking. So I'm just sending that out there to the universe. And let's hope that it fucking happens for us. Yeah, you know, I don't know. What else have I been doing? Yeah, I'm feeling a little better than I was last week for sure. Not having this weird like blood sugar situation that was happening to me like every day where my blood sugar would get really low and I get like weak and dizzy and all this shit. 
I just had to lie around a lot last week and I do not enjoy lying around. But while I was doing all that lying around, I was watching 90 Day Fiance. And I mean, I watch that even when I'm not lying around. But last week, I really went on a binge because, well, I had nothing else that I could accomplish because I really wasn't feeling very well. And that all led me to think about cross-cultural relationships and how people handle them and tips and tricks for improving and getting through marrying somebody who's like a totally different culture from you. Now, I have a little bit of experience with this because in fact, out of all my relationships, only one person has ever actually been from Boulder originally anyway, you know, like I've met guys who live in Boulder, but are like from other countries. And then my second boyfriend was Indian. And then Alex, of course, is Romanian Italian. So I have a little bit of experience with this. And on the show 90 Day Fiance, the scenario is generally that either a foreigner is moving to be in a romantic relationship with an American and they're moving to live in the U.S. or in the spinoff 90 Day Fiance the other way, uh, the American is moving to the other country. And I have been in both of these scenarios. I mean, obviously, the scenario I'm in now is that I'm trying to bring my foreign husband to live with me in the U.S., but I have been in the reverse as well, where I have moved to a foreign country to live with a man. And I did that when I was like fucking 20. And the thing about this show 90 Day Fiance, though, is like a lot of these people, they don't necessarily meet in person, or if they do, they're like on vacation. A lot of them meet online. And a lot of them really only have very short actual little physical relationships before they decide to fucking get engaged and then married. And, you know, that's a lot of times kind of to blame is the immigration situation where like in the U.S., basically, if you want to bring somebody in on a fiance visa, it takes a couple of years to process the visa and they have to continue to live in their country. And then you bring them to the U.S. and you have to get married within 90 days, hence the 90 day fiance name. And so a lot of the times, you know, the American is just going to visit that person like a couple times a year or whatever they can afford. And they have mostly an online relationship. Or a lot of times these people meet online and go visit the person every once in a while. And yeah, it's just, it's fucking insane. I mean, I know I met and married somebody within three months and that is fucking insane. But at least we were like in person, getting to know each other in person, not online, because I just think online relationships build up a lot of expectations that aren't real. And the reality of living with somebody and actually having a physical relationship with somebody is so much different than what you expect from just conversing with somebody. Because you don't really see how they're living, how they interact with friends and family, what their lifestyle is like. That's all like anecdotal based off what they choose to tell you. In reality, you don't really see what's going on behind the scenes, you know? So anywho, I thought today I would talk about how to handle a cross-cultural relationship. Now, for me, the first thing is this. 
you need to educate yourself about the culture of whoever you are with. And you should also hope that they are educating themselves about your culture. The reason for this, let's say you're going to live in a country with that person. You need to kind of know what the cultural expectations are for you and your behavior and communication. And it also helps you just get to know the person deeper because I don't think you can really understand a person unless you understand the culture you're coming from. And it's not something you think about a lot when you're with somebody who's in a very similar culture to you. You don't you don't think about that. You don't think about those influences. But when you're with somebody from a different culture, you realize that like a lot of their culture really impacts who they are, how they communicate, the expectations they have for relationship and children and all that kind of stuff. And of course, every family has a different culture, even if you're American Obviously, America has a ton of cultures, but if you're like a a white American, you could still have a totally different family culture than your neighbor or some other guy you date. So there's kind of like a grand culture that is maybe the culture of the country or the ethnicity that you grew up in. And then there's also your family culture, your individual family culture. But Mostly today, we're talking about like the grand, bigger culture, because we're talking about cross-cultural relationships. So as I said, the first thing you need to do is educate yourself. This means reading books, watching movies, and I recommend nonfiction like documentaries and nonfiction books as the number one go-to because that's going to give you a more clear picture of a culture than reading something that is made up. I mean, that can be valuable too, but you know, movies kind of exaggerate things and don't necessarily give the clearest picture of a culture. Like if you think about the ideas that other people have about America from American movies, it's it's kind of crazy and it's not always realistic or true. So it's better to really read like firsthand experiences, not fiction books about a, a people in a lot of different circumstances within a country. I always find memoirs about women particularly interesting. I like a, a book about the plights of women in different countries, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, India, you know, even France or the UK. I find those interesting because I just like to see how women are in different cultures and, and what their their roles are and what they're expected to be like, you know? So I think that is the first and really valuable step. Now, of course, even if you are the one moving to the country that your partner is from, they still need to educate themselves about your culture because you're bringing your culture with you to a degree. You see, and that's part of what is going to allow you to be able to make the proper compromises that you need to make in your relationship. You both have to understand where the other person is coming from. Now, this is a mistake I see over and over and over again on 90 Day Fiance that really annoys me. It's like some dumb American 
moves to fucking Turkey and thinks that they can take ass selfies on the beach and walk around in a thong bikini and they're pissed at their partner who's telling them, no, you can't do that. And they're like, oh, you're controlling me. You're being such an asshole. It's like, no, it's just not culturally appropriate. If you knew anything about the culture at all, you would realize this is totally not fucking appropriate here. And obviously, there are situations in which the person moves to that country and then they do have to like give up so much of their identity and who they are and what they believe to fit into that the culture that they've moved into. And I think that is why it's important to educate yourself because A, you need to know what you're getting into, especially before you're going to move somewhere and marry someone. And B, you got to figure out what kind of compromise could we make here? And you got to be able to respect the culture that you're living in. So that's why I suggested reading about a lot of different types of situations in a country. A lot of people with different socioeconomic backgrounds within a country, you see. If you marry a really traditional guy from Egypt and you move there and he gets upset at you for not wearing a hijab and then you're pissed at him because you think he's controlling, but everybody around you in the area of Egypt you're living in is acting and dressing and behaving that way. I don't know. I don't think it's totally fair to expect him to totally change his views, but I also don't think it's fair for you to have to totally change yourself. This is a real example from the last season of 90 Day Fiancé the other way. So the way to solve that kind of situation is to figure out how could you make a compromise? Because obviously, if you're moving to his country and you're dressing the way he wants you to dress and behaving the way he wants you to behave, and he's not really giving you much back as far as adapting to your culture, then that's not a compromise and you're not going to be happy because you're giving up like your entire fucking identity. If your identity used to be taking ass crack selfies on Instagram and suddenly you're wearing a hijab and leaving the house with a man, you're not going to be fucking happy. So what is the compromise here? There are people in Egypt who live a more liberal lifestyle there are areas of big cities where women don't completely cover up and it's more appropriate. So that seems to me like a pretty good compromise. Like if he was willing to also compromise, you two can still live in Egypt, you can still dress conservatively, but you live in a more modern part of the city. And you maybe you cover your head when you go visit his parents, but the rest of the time you walk around without a hijab or whatever. That's a compromise. It's like too often on this show, too often on this show, people are like way over compromising or totally not willing to seek compromise. And it's that's what makes a cross-cultural relationship so fucking difficult is that it's a lot harder to come up with compromises because the differences are so much greater. So I would say it's a pretty big red flag if you're trying to marry somebody who is totally trying to change everything about you and the way you grew up and what you believe, and they're not willing to meet you halfway, I would say, run, don't walk from that relationship. Or at least you need to come up with a proposal 
of how you can make a compromise in which you're both going to be happy. And if they don't want to compromise, you're just not going to be happy long term if you're totally giving up who you are. I mean, I felt that way a bit in my relationship in my early 20s. I was young and naive and he was like 13 years older than me. So of course, I bent a lot to his rules, his way of living. And he had a lot of expectations for my role as a woman. And I just wasn't happy living that way, you know? And I also, the culture, I love Indian culture, but there are aspects of it I found really difficult. As a foreigner, you know, it's not that a lot of families necessarily love their kids marrying foreigners. They prefer them to marry within their specific community, and and that's understandable. So I was accepted probably more than a lot of foreigners who marry into Indian families. And I wasn't like forced to live with my in-laws or something like this girl on the current season. But I did find like the lack of privacy kind of difficult. And it's like if I had to do it now, I would live somewhere where I felt like my neighbors weren't constantly spying on me, where I had more privacy to do what I want, where it wasn't kind of a village where people were constantly talking about everybody else, because I don't like that. I want to feel like I can be comfortable in my own house, not feel like people are just going to show up at my door, expect me to make them tea and dinner and also feel like I have like privacy and people call before they come over because that's what I'm used to. So if I had to redo it, I might have figured out a better way to be happy because I would have set more clear boundaries and compromises. But that was not the case because I was young and naive. It is just really about learning to compromise and communicating what the compromises are that you need. Let's see, beyond that, another thing that is important is just to figure out not just compromises on things, but how can you like blend in your cultures into your daily life? How can you accept both of your cultures into your daily life? So if one of you is Hindu and the other one is Christian, how can you celebrate both of those cultures? How can you have a wedding that incorporates both of those things? How can you have a daily life that incorporates Hindu and Christian holidays? How can you raise your kids in a way that they understand both sides of their culture? I think that's really important. And that's one of like the coolest things about being in a cross-cultural relationship is that if you do have kids or even if you just have a life together, you get to have like extra holidays, extra things that you get to do. You get to learn about a whole new culture and you also better fucking learn the language. You better both learn each other's languages. That's key. Like I hate when I see somebody who's like living in Mexico for like 15 years and they don't fucking speak a word of Spanish. It's like, come on, you can try for God's sake. Even if you learn a bit, even if you only do three minutes of Duolingo a day like I do, at least you're making some progress. At least it shows you care. I think one thing that can be really difficult also with a cross-cultural relationship is that family culture can be so different as well from culture to culture. And obviously within, within every culture, every family culture is different, but I think it's important that you are kind of happy 
with the family culture of whoever you're going to be with, especially for the person who is moving from one place to another. If you're giving up your family, you need to feel supported by theirs. So I would really hesitate to move to be with somebody if you don't get along with their family or their family has some expectations that you can't live up to or some idea of who that person should marry or whatever. I just think it's a recipe for disaster if you don't get along with their family. I mean, if they don't get along along with yours, but you're living across the world, it's a little easier. But if you're fucking moving into their culture and they hate and the family hates you, you're going to be alone and isolated and, and you really need that support. So to me, that's like a pretty big red flag. I just think in general, it's important that families get along. But but that's why it's so important to really figure out what kind of expectations not only the person you are going to be with has for for your relationship, but what other expectations does his or her family have? Because I know like in India, arranged marriage is very common and to have a love marriage is kind of taboo. Not to mention marrying a foreigner or a foreigner who's 30 years older than you and can't have children or whatever the case is. I just think that people think A lot of times that it doesn't matter whether the parents like them or not, or whether the parents like their spouse or not. But in reality, you are pretty influenced by your parents. And most people aren't going to totally give up their relationships with their parents or accept being disowned by their parents to have a relationship with you. I had a couple relationships in which the men didn't want to tell their parents about me because they knew that their parents weren't going to accept me. And that was like a huge fucking red flag for me because it's like, okay, maybe the parents would accept me, but I I don't really want to live in a situation where there's this huge turmoil. You got to know pretty quickly whether or not you're going to be accepted by the parents. Because in so many cultures, the kids really respect their parents more than in America. In America, fine, you could get away with your parents fucking hating your spouse. But in India, it's just not going to fly so much because they respect their parents in a different way. And their parents put a lot of expectations on them in a different way. And that's why I was saying education is so important because you kind of need to know where they're coming from. It's not like they're necessarily being an asshole for not introducing you to their family. It's just that they're afraid because they know that it's going to be really taboo within their within their culture, within their family culture and their greater culture to have a foreign white girlfriend. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's what I have to say about this. I'm trying to think if I have any other any other tips except for just like don't do it unless you're you're pretty sure because it's really really hard to adapt to living in a different culture from yours i mean it's one thing to move from fucking america to europe it's another thing to move from fucking america to ethiopia or something you know it's it's a dramatic difference. And even there's difference between Alex and I and our cultures, and he's European and I'm American. And I just think that you kind of got to understand what you're getting yourself into. 
have the right expectations, communicate a lot beforehand about what you want, what the compromises can be. Like you, you better be hashing this shit out for a long time before you decide to move somewhere to be with somebody. You better know when you get there where you're going to live, who you're going to live with, what his ideas about your role is in the relationship, how his family is going to react to you, what his ideas are about having children and expectations and stuff like that. That shit you you should be talking about this in an in a in a relationship that's not cross-cultural. But when it's cross-cultural, it's very very fucking important to do this. Yeah. So I I don't know. That's my advice. I think it's a beautiful, magical thing that these relationships are happening more. And that's, you know, a lot because of social media and Zoom and Skype and all that shit that's connecting us and keeping people in relationships who are across the world from each other. I think it's fucking swell. I'm happy because I think it's really cool that that People are growing up who are like fucking half Thai, half Russian or whatever. It's just it's just so interesting to meld these different cultures together. And like these next generations are going to be so multiracial, fascinating, interesting people. And I think that's really swell and it's probably going to help progress society in a lot of ways. So yeah, okay, that's all I have to say today for this episode. As always, you can reach out to me at perfectlyflawedcast at gmail.com or hit me up on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at perfectlyflawedcast. Alrighty, folks. Bye-bye.